Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this good week so far, for all the good things, the very fact that we are alive, Lord, we are well, and here we are in your presence, that you did not banish us away, judging us for all the things we have done during this week. We thank you, Father, that you continue to show us your mercy out of your infinite love for us, that is beyond our understanding, and yet you reveal yourself to us bit by bit, bite by bite, through your word and through your prophets. So that as we get to know you more, we build our relationship with you. And the more we build our relationship and closeness to you, the more we walk within your light. We walk within your statutes, not out of fear of judgment, but out of love for our Father and our King. And we thank you, Lord, that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts every single day. Just as your word said, you, you, you this is the day that you have made. And you load us daily with your benefits, including this day. We thank you, Lord, for all these benefits, especially this love and mercy that you show us. And the grace that you make available so that we are lifted up once again and we can make a fresh start. Learning from those mistakes, cutting off the path that led us there through the working of your Holy Spirit. That we are able to fill that dark portion of our life with your light with your glory. We thank you, Father. And we share the same peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, Lord. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with every Christian around, everywhere that does not know you personally, that does not have that relationship with you. And everyone that does not want to know you and have turned away from you, Lord. Draw them towards you, Father. Quicken them in their spirit. For unless you draw them, they cannot come. Unless you quicken them, they cannot call on your name. But we know when everyone calls on your name, that person will not go empty-handed back again. And so, Father, with that confidence, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am. The God of Abraham who honors faith. The God of David who continues to show mercy. The God of Isaac, who's ever willing to bless us with abundance. The one who is the lifter of men. The God who sent his prophets for our redemption. And the one who blots out our transgressions, our sins, and he remembers them no more. He casts them behind his back. And is ever willing to preserve us and to move on. That we hold on not to those old ways, but we hold on to the lessons, the learnings from there and do not turn back down that same road again. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who gave of his everything for our redemption, for our salvation, the one who taught us that faith. The sheep get the door to the father, to green pasture in the kingdom. That when he is our shepherd, we shall never ever lack anything. He is the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord who heals. The word that was sent from the Father to heal. 
and to deliver. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, through whom all creation, all chaos, all confusion was brought into order, structure, and given a new shape, form, and life. The same spirit who powered Jesus' ministry and is now given to us in that same way, that same greatest creative force of the universe, the scepter of the king of kings, the hand of God, has now made his tabernacle within our body and gives life to our mortal body that we might be raised up from sin and death to life in the spirit and in the kingdom. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer where we can combine those with our faith, the ingredients of a miracle. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels and with destiny helpers to fulfill every task that comes out of that prayer as your command to be fulfilled in order to bring every situation and circumstance in alignment with what we have spoken according to your word during our prayer. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every provision in the physical. That having these, we might lack nothing. Just as Jesus said, I came that you might have life in abundance, have it to the full. We receive it, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to rebuild our relationship with you. We repent for all our sins, our mistakes, our shortcomings, all our failures. For all the times we have failed to acknowledge you and for all the times we have worn crowns on our head and stood before you, especially that of pride and ego. We surrender it all to you, Father. We ask for mercy. We ask for forgiveness. We repent for our mistakes. For your word says, a humble and a contrite heart, you will not turn away. There is no ifs and buts. There is no maybe. So we stand on that promise, Father, as we surrender it all before you. We acknowledge your presence here and we ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart and lean not on our understanding, but on the revelation that you grant us in the name of Jesus. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make. And every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By the precious blood of Jesus. And we declare that as our spiritual hedge. Our barricade in the spirit that keeps us protected. And every force of wickedness that comes against it. Even within its proximity, let it be judged and burnt by the fire of heaven. Consumed in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will for our lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I declare that divine exemption into this morning, this day, the week ahead. From any kind of such disasters, I command angelic protection in the name of Jesus. We declare success, Lord, in every endeavor that these your people will undertake this day and during the week. In the name of Jesus, we ask for your guidance, your direction there, Father. Knowing that when you lead us, that path is perfect. 
we consult with you of Holy Spirit. And we ask you to lead us through this day. And give us this day our daily bread. Thank you, Lord. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouth this day, and we declare it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it in the name of Jesus and in faith. Thank you, Lord, for that power of life in our tongue. In this series, our reflection this morning, we continue to reflect on Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14. Yesterday, we saw how Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. By taking it on himself, while upholding that law, not abolishing it, upholding it and fulfilling it. Today we reflect on the second part of it. Because of that redemption, we receive blessings. What is our bargain in that divine exchange? What did we receive in that divine exchange that took place on the cross? For that, we look at Galatians 3 verse 14 now. It says, He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So that by faith, we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Praise God. Abraham received that blessing in reward or in return for his faith, the faith that he experienced. So that's one part of it, the blessing that was meant for his generations. And here, the Bible says that even though we do not belong to his lineage, by faith, we can still come under his spiritual lineage and therefore receive the promise of the Spirit as well. So that's the other gift now, the bigger one. This opened the door for us to have that connectivity and to be joined with God. Every one of us that is not of that Abrahamic, Israeli, Jewish heritage or lineage. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45 says, the man Adam, the first Adam, became a living being and then the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. The first one lost the glory of God to sin. The last Adam restored the glory of God to man through his sacrifice. It is that restoration that is taking place here where that verse 14 says that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Spirit being restored to us. God's Spirit being restored to us. That's our salvation through the price, the atonement that he paid for us in. Not through any of our own acts. So now who is this applicable to or available to? It is applicable or available to everyone that follows the pattern of faith that Abraham set. Let us see what that pattern was. That is mentioned in Romans 4, verse 13 to 24. And I'll quickly read through all those verses because it's 11 long verses. 
it was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. When you look at that, you think of the Jews in the time of Jesus and they all thought and they said, we have Abraham for our father, so there's nothing to worry. They thought because of they were of the lineage, everything would be sorted. And a lot of people even today think that if you are of that Jewish heritage living in Israel, then you come under the Abrahamic covenant. Unfortunately, here, this is saying something different. It is saying not by that, by being his offspring, but through righteousness that comes by faith. You become his spiritual offspring there. And it is that lineage that will receive that covenanted blessing. Verse 14, for if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing and the promise is worthless. Which promise? The promise of the spirit. Because the law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Law brings wrath means the law brings only judgment. You're either okay or you're not okay. Not okay means you will be punished. Verse 16, therefore the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, that is not only his genetically, his genetic generation, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. That applies now to all of us. That's the pattern that we are talking about. He is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Now do you understand what did God really mean when he said, I have made you a father of many nations. Many nations all over the world through their faith can be joined to his lineage only by expressing our faith. What is our faith? I believe in Jesus. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Romans chapter 10, you'll see it there. 9 and 10. He is... He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. That's an important line for us to remember because that is where your faith comes in. Faith in a God who gives life to your dead situations, to the dry bones. And then it says he calls into being things that were not. And that's where your, your understanding of Ezekiel 37 comes in now. And you use that in your prayer by knowing who that God is. This verse 17 tells you who he is and what he can do. Verse 18, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Verse 19, Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Are you seeing now, going back to that verse 17, in whom he believed, it says the God in whom he believed, that God, which God? The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Verse 19 is telling you, Abraham, 100 years old, as good as dead, Sarah's womb closed, dead, finished. Yet he did not, this is verse 20 now, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith 
and gave glory to God. That's the kind of faith we need to show in our circumstances where we look around us and we see everything failed, everything, no hope, no chance of recovery. We are gone this time. When you feel that way, this is what these verses are telling us to do, the way Abraham did it. Beyond all your hope, you still hold on to it, you believe. That faith is what God honors. That is when you get the promise of the Spirit. And when he steps in, then the rest becomes history in your circumstance. That's called a testimony. That is what we are called to hold on to, that kind of faith. Verse 21, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Verse 22, this is why it was credited to him as righteous. This was why. When he believed beyond all that hope and said, glory to my God, I know this situation is turned around in my favor and I am blessed. It was credited to him as righteous. Now verse 23 explains what that credited means. It says the words it was credited to him were written not only for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. That is what you are confessing in Romans 10, 9 and 10. When you say, I believe in that name of Jesus, the same Jesus who was born and for us, came into the world, born and for us and died for our sin and now has been raised up to the right hand of the Father. When you are confessing that in your I believe and you are saying, I believe this in all sincerity. That is when, beyond all hope, that is when it is credited to you as well as righteousness. He was delivered over to death. This is verse 25 now. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. That is where the divine exchange took place because you believed that that divine exchange is taking place and he did it for you. Then it applies to you. If you do not believe he died for you, none of that divine exchange applies to you. Are you seeing where your faith comes in? How that can change the course of everything in your life ahead because it introduces the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to be given to you, the promised gift to be given to you. And then Jesus said, I shall never leave you. I will always be with you till the end of time. That spirit of Jesus in you till the end of time. What a transformation to have in our own lives. Now, what else is part of that exchange? We shall quickly go through those. Abraham's blessings of abundance. You see that from Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3. He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Everyone that blesses you, I will bless them. And all those that curse you, I will curse them. And then also the blessings. Now, since the curse of the law, the law is the book of law, the Bible. Because we disobeyed, a curse came on us. Now, when that curse is removed, there is no such obstruction. Then the blessings of the law come on you. That you can read in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Here onwards, then you need to make a decision. Lord, I shall study your will in your word. And obey everything that it says. Then Joshua 1, it applies. I will make my way prosperous and I will have good success. 
That is what will apply to you. The blessings of Deuteronomy 28 come to you. These blessings shall chase and overtake you. And what else did we gain access to? We gained access to grace. That unmerited favor from God. That is released through his mercy. So that whenever we fall short of this law again anytime. We can humbly pray. Humbly pray for and receive his saving grace that raises us up again. And there are two verses on grace here that I just want to highlight. One is 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 and the other one is a reverse. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. So first I'll read 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 which says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Are you seeing the abundance of the promise? That is being released for you through grace. Now 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And some people often use this for financial and spiritual sufficiency and prosperity as well. This verse says, God is able to make all, not some, not maybe. He is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things. Not some sufficiency in some things. Maybe I will consider next time. Yeah. He says, all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Don't keep that sufficiency to yourself. He says that you may abound to every good work. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand what you are trying to tell us, Lord. How to operate in our faith that we might be joined to that Abrahamic lineage, that we might become beneficiaries of your covenanted blessing that you gave to Abraham and his offspring, all those nations that he becomes a father of when we call to your name in faith, the name of Jesus. We come under that covenanted blessing. And we thank you, Father, for giving us that understanding of how that curse of the law is removed. That suffering can be taken away. That every time we have broken that law and we have come under financial, under relationship stress, under all other kinds of challenges in our circumstances around us. And yet did not realize that it was our mistakes. And all we needed to do was repent and come to you in faith. And then when we come to you, that atonement for our sins as well, we can call on that blood of Jesus. And that atonement we receive in his name. Lord, let us walk in that understanding. So that we are able to walk in your light then. Once we are washed clean, clothed with his righteousness. We are able to walk in the light of your blessings. Through your word, through your covenant. That you made available to us. That which you will not take away from us when we are attached to Abraham's lineage. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. Every one of us that is still a lukewarm Christian as well and is unaware of such a huge blessing that is made available and are yet living in ignorance and darkness. Lord, we pray against prayerlessness and all those kind of Strongholds as well, Lord, that keep your people blinded to what you have made available for each of us out of your infinite love, the systems of advantage that you have provided. 
We pray for other physical and temporal needs as well, Father. For all those that are battling sickness and disease, we pray in a special way for Michelle. We ask for your grace upon her life, Lord. We ask for mercy for sins and we ask for restoration and renewal and rebuilding of that life in the spirit where your spirit is now filled into her heart and she becomes a new creation in Christ Jesus. All the old has passed away and that reset button has been pressed. We thank you, Lord, for that grace upon her life this day. We pray also for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. And we pray for our own personal needs. Those of our families and friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith in our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. We believe that this prayer made under an open heaven is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Trust in the Holy Spirit. Ask him to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> 
Sarah, <laughs> 
We believe, Lord, that every prayer raised here is an answered prayer. And so we say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for that answer, for that miracle, for that grace upon our lives. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. While we were praying this morning, the vision that the Lord gave me was a canoe with several people in it um, rowing. And it's as if they were going, they were battling against the the, the tide. Now, I don't know, um, this may be meant for somebody, but I thought I'd share that. The um, scripture that I've been given is a confirmation of Russell's teaching this morning. Romans 5 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is a confirmation of what we have taken in our session today. Romans chapter 4, verse 17, quoted from the NIV. That says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Our second scripture is shared from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Powerful verse worth reflecting on every little part of it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters by Brother Savio's powerful reflections, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions and the Friday Bible teachings, please share those with your family and your friends. You can share the recordings that are available on YouTube, on our Facebook page, or also on our Spotify page as well, where it is saved as podcasts. And you can even share the links for them to join on Zoom and YouTube. All of these sessions are run live on Zoom and YouTube. You can find those links on our Facebook page, YouTube page, as well as on our Telegram group.
to share that, invite them to join these sessions and let them experience firsthand that presence that transforms. And so our Bible study topic for this evening is Implementing Spiritual Laws. This is a new series. Today will be the first part. And we will learn in this series how to establish spiritual authority and remain in expectation. We will also learn our authority as believers and under the spiritual law. And finally, we will learn how to activate our spiritual authority. It's a powerful session. This will definitely, I've mentioned that in the message on the Telegram group as well. This will change the way you pray. So do not miss this session. If you can't attend live, make sure you listen to this series, this teaching in the recordings. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Friday and we shall see you at Bible study this evening, everyone. Thank you, Rasul. God bless everyone.